I got this new t-shirt. Check it out. But don't worry, I had my coffee, so we're good to go. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, my name's AJ and this is The Wealthy Idiot Show. And before we begin, don't forget to smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. It helps us spread this news to as many people as possible and we greatly appreciate all of you who have been following and liking and subscribing to this point. We couldn't have done it without you. I've been in some arguments and debates on social media and in our comment section recently where I feel like people are saying this one thing is super important. And I'm coming back and saying these two things are very important and they come back and say you don't understand. You're not listening. This one thing is really important. And I'm like, yeah, I agreed. But you also have to consider this other thing. And they'll come back and say, no, this one thing is so important. You don't understand. And we just go going in this loop where I'm like, I agree, but you're not like, you're not incorporating all the factors. All right, an example would be like, is if someone came to me and said, hey, look, eating healthy is important for your health. Like you have to eat healthy. And I'm like, I agree. And you also have to get some exercise in there, like walk, maybe lift some weights or something. And they're like, no, no, you don't understand. Eating right is so important. And I'm like, I agree. It is very important. And you need to exercise as well. That's also very important. And they're like, no, no, no. Eating right. You got to eat right. And we just keep going in this loop where I'm like, am I? Like, I don't understand why I'm, I'm pointing this out. And people are just kind of ignoring it all together. Like... This is also important over here. You got to pay attention to this. It's part of the equation. And they're like, ah, I don't, I don't care about that. So I want to talk today about financial peace because I think people totally misunderstand this concept. And this concept is really important for your own financial health, as well as just your success in this whole process generally. So I want to cover two main points of financial peace. And the first one is the one that everyone keeps saying, this is so important. And that is your expenses. So Dave Ramsey's the big pusher of this one. So this isn't to knock on Dave Ramsey. He's absolutely right. Lowering your expenses is very, very important for your financial health. And the first two places he goes for that is getting rid of debt and budgeting and being smart. And he's absolutely right. Most people spend more money than they make and they live paycheck to paycheck after that. And when you take out debt against consumer items, things that aren't doing anything for you other than you're just consuming them, like going out to eat, buying cars that you can't afford, buying toys that you don't need, buying things to wear just to impress people you don't care about. All of those things are increasing your expenses and eating away at your ability to survive. If your income is here and your expenses are here, there's really nothing you can do to get past that. You will be like that for the rest of your life. So Dave Ramsey is absolutely right in lowering your expenses, getting rid of the debt so you're not paying out extra interest payments to the bank on things that you couldn't afford to begin with just doesn't make sense. But this is where people really push this concept. They argue that you have to pay off your house because it will lower your expenses. Uh, I would put it on the mortgage anyway. And the reason is that I am going to have a paid off mortgage, whether it's selling this property and moving the equity to another property, but I'm going to have a paid off home as a part of your financial plan 
as soon as I possibly can. And obviously I agree that lowering your expenses is extremely important for your financial well-being and paying off your house is a good way to lower your expenses. But there's something that's just missing in that whole equation and it seems so obvious to me and I don't understand why I can't really portray that information. So let me walk you through my thought process on this one and let's see if you can follow and if you have any questions, comment down below because sometimes I think I get lost in my own mind and then it doesn't come out exactly right. You can ask my wife on that one. She will back that statement up 100%. The problem that I have with this paying off your house concept is that your house will always cost you money. There is no scenario where your house will cost you no money. You will have to pay taxes, repairs and upkeeps on that property, insurance on that property. And yeah, you can pay your mortgage off and it could reduce your payments, you know, down to just those things instead of you know, also paying the mortgage, but your house will always cost you. And if you follow the Dave Ramsey method of never taking debt out against your house, you're going to put yourself into a position where your house is costing you money and it's not anything that you could use to really estimate your retirement. And if you look at the rest of that, lowering your expenses, we could lower your expenses by getting rid of all your debt. We can lower your expenses by budgeting and making sure you're not you know, spending money on things you don't need. We can lower expenses by getting rid of your mortgage. And then let's say that lowers your expenses down to $30,000 a year. Well, that's great, right? The average income is much higher than $30,000 a year. So $30,000 a year is outstanding. But what if you just made $30,000 a year? You're just breaking even. Your lifestyle was above your means and we just lowered it to be a part of your means. And that's important in retirement because you're not going to make as much money in retirement as you will in your working life. And so the argument is like pay off your home to lower your expenses dramatically. So in retirement, you're safe. But what's the most important part of this entire equation? How do you expect to cover these costs? The initial response to that question is, well, I got a job. I got a job and I'm paying these things. So that that covers those things. That doesn't work for me. So I understand that that makes people comfortable, that they have a job they feel comfortable in. Maybe their job is paying them a good amount. They're covering their expenses. But there's two problems with that for me. One is, um, you're gonna are you going to work forever? Like, are you, know, are you never going to retire? So in order to retire, you have to figure out how to have income past your job. That's super important, having income past your job. And the second reason that bothers me is that I want to have financial peace sooner than later. I don't want to be at the whim of somebody's, you know, business to employ me to be able to take care of my family. I want to be able to have my job because I want to have it because I like the income for investing, but I want to be in a place where I don't need it. And if it went away, I wouldn't suffer. I don't like the idea of being dependent on someone so greatly in needing a job. And I understand that a lot of people are comfortable that way. And I have never been comfortable that way. And for my story, I got, I got my job, I got an apartment, I was able to provide food, me and my daughter lived there, it was a two bedroom apartment, and it was really nice. And there was just a, there was like a moment where I just sort of realized, like, if, my, like, if my job went away, like, if at some point, um, I just didn't have it anymore, I couldn't afford anything that I was living on at that point. Like I had a little bit of savings, maybe I could figure out unemployment, but as far as my ability to take care of my daughter at that point, I didn't have much. And so it bothered me that I was so dependent on a job that I wasn't comfortable in thinking that I always was going to have. And even to this point, after having been at this job for a long time now, and I've been promoted multiple times, I have this feeling in the back of my mind 
someone will figure out that I'm doing too little for too much money and they're going to rip this rug out from underneath me and I need to make sure that I'm protected. So that's a long-winded way of telling you that the other side of this equation is income. You will always have expenses for the rest of your life. So you have to figure out the income half of this as well. You have to figure out how to eat right and exercise. You have to lower your expenses and increase your income. And this is the part that I think wealthy people do a little bit better. Um, like the Dave Ramsey crowd, like the, you know, be lower middle class and be happy about it crowd kind of feels like they're just focusing on this expense half. And they're like, get those expenses down as far as you can and then invest 15% and then the rest of your life, you'll, you'll live comfortably. Like maybe not great, but you'll live comfortably. And I can understand that. That works for a lot of people. I, I would be uncomfortable in that position, but if you're doing that and you're successful, I'm not knocking you. But on the other half, you have to have income. It has to exist in order to cover all this lifestyle. And so I think that focusing on both of these things is not only equally important, I think the income aspect is actually much more important than the expense aspect. So not too long ago, I did a, a video where I kind of compared expenses to income. And I showed like, if you were like, you know, let's, let's just go to the extreme. If you were Jeff Bezos and you had income that was like a hundred million dollars a year and you spent a million dollars a year, your income is, you know, a hundred times higher than your expenses. I think he's pretty safe. I think he's okay. Even though his expenses are extremely high, his income is so much higher. Now let's flip that around to the other extreme and say like someone is cutting their expenses down to $30,000 a year and they make $40,000 a year, right? They're doing well, but they're not doing as well as Jeff Bezos. So to sit there and tell Jeff Bezos, like, look, man, you got to get that $1 million of spending down to $30,000 is crazy. And then just hearing these examples, we know right off the bat, like, you know, trying to convince Jeff Bezos to reduce his expenses from a million to $30,000 is kind of a crazy sentiment because we know in the back of our minds that he's making a hundred million dollars. So we know that that's part of the equation. And we look at the person who's spending 30,000 and we say, Hey, good job lowering your expenses. You did a great job. And then we tell you he's making 40 and we're like, Ooh, man, that's a little tight. Like, yeah, that's good. Like you're making more than you're spending, which is what we're going for. But that's a little bit tight. What if inflation happens? Things cost a little bit more and now you're spending 35 and you're getting really close to that 40. And we can feel how tight that is, not because of how little he's spending, but because of how little he's making, right? And that's the point. So expenses is just the first half of the equation. Income is the second half and maybe the more important half of this equation. So then the question becomes, how do we increase our income? If we can lower our expenses to the point where it's not costing us a whole lot, and we know that the S&P 500 is, has a average yearly return of 10%, the first thing that we can think of is we could take whatever money we have left over and start putting it in S&P 500 index funds in order to hope that we get a 10% return on our investments. That would mean for someone spending $30,000, you would need $300,000 invested in order to get enough appreciation to cover your expenses. It's not that much. It's totally doable and something that we can figure out. And that appreciation is a form of income. It grows your net worth and it grows your wealth. We did some baby steps not too long ago. And the first thing I said you should do is calculate your net worth. 
understanding how this works is one of is going to be one of the biggest factors in your journey for financial peace. So I put it first in the baby steps for this very reason. And if you have that amount, if you have an average yearly return of 10%, you are going to be increasing and appreciating your assets at $30,000 compounded per year. And if we can get there, we have a form of financial peace. We're not done yet. We have a long ways to go because we can't rely on the markets to be 10% every year, but we're in a great place to understand that our income has grown. We've bought things that are growing our income. Another great way to grow your income is to buy real estate. And I know this one is the more controversial one because I'm putting stuff in debt. Had a commenter recently tell me like, look, you're not accounting for all the risks. Um, and I sent them the link to the episode where I showed them how I account for all the risks. And they commented back a little too fast. I feel like they didn't actually watch the full episode. But some of the stuff that we do is we account for the fact that we could lose a massive amount of, appreci uh, of appreciation. We can lose a lot of renters really fast. We do consider risk. They said something about like, what if your you know, town bans Airbnbs or becomes really harsh on long-term rentals, like in some states. And those are things that we consider in the location that we're putting our properties into. And yeah, that would be a bummer if I lost my Airbnb properties and they just straight out outlawed them. I could go to a long-term rental um, format and I would still make money because I figured out that all that works. So doing these numbers is a huge part in figuring that out, adding buffer for an emergency fund, investing in other items so that you have money in case you absolutely need it, and living way below your income so that if you ever get to a point where your income needs to figure out how to supplement something for a short time, you can do so. So I covered all those topics in order to let you know that there are safe ways to get into this real estate. And the reason I like real estate is it gets the appreciation and we get the cash flow. We actually get physical cash in our bank accounts that we can use. And that's increasing our income. My income is, you know, from those investments is nowhere near what I currently make, but I'm working as hard as I can to get it to that point. And I should be there within the next five years. I think I could do better if the market bounces back a lot quicker, but five years isn't a terrible amount of time to get there. I've been doing this process for about five years, so 10 years in total. We're going to be in a place where we could cover our lifestyle if we needed to within the next five years, maybe even faster. And then we're going to continue this process even after that. And as we continue this process, our investments and our cash flow is going to grow at a faster rate than my income does for, you know, from that point until I retire. And that's going to give me a lot of options. I can move jobs if I want to and take a lower paying job. I can focus on things like maybe my own business, maybe my YouTube channel, maybe more charity work. There's a lot of options that get created as a result of that. So in summation, what I'm trying to convince you of is that there are two aspects to this financial peace journey. Lowering your expenses and following the Dave Ramsey plan is just the first half. The second half is raising your income, buying assets, buying things that cash flow, finding ways to side hustle or find, um, you know, find ways to get raises or promotions within your job and raise your income so that those two things don't match each other anymore. Your income is so much higher than your expenses. And if you were to raise your expenses from 30 to 50, nobody would flinch. They'd say, wow, your income is so much higher than that. That's totally fine. That's the ultimate goal. So I apologize to anybody that I'm kind of picking on here today. Um, I really want you to understand that these two aspects go hand in hand. They're both part of the equation. And so, and so what I'm trying to do is make sure you understand that you need to eat right and exercise. So 
If you like this episode, please make sure to like. Um, check out WealthyIdiots.com. We're releasing articles. One of the ways that you can increase your income is by not paying as much taxes. And legally figuring out how to pay less taxes is one of the things that we focus greatly on at WealthyIdiots.com. Also, check out the calculators. They're outstanding. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for stopping by.